going on? This is City Wrestling Radio, and I might have just blown out your eardrums. I'm your host. I'm Corey Smith. I'm hanging out with my co-host of the day, the main roster mate himself, Mr. Jose Oseguera. How's everybody doing today, and how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Uh, you might ask, uh, you might be sitting there looking at us, say, hey, what are you guys here to talk about today? Well, if you read the description, we just watched WrestleMania 9. <laughs> oh, my God. Some would say the worst WrestleMania of all time. Others would say their first live WrestleMania ever watching with their, with, well, I, it was my dad. I mean, I don't want to mm-hmm. make us two for mm-hmm. two with, you know, like, it's not like a dad tribute series I'm doing. Um, right. But this was, I believe this is the first WrestleMania I watched live. Hey, any memory is a good memory. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, so we, I rewatched the show, and so did you. And we're going to talk mm-hmm. all about it. Uh, like I said, some would say the worst WrestleMania of all time. Others call it the Hogan Show, because I know I do after rewatching this. Yeah, uh, it totally was. It totally was, yeah. April 3rd, 1993. Where were you? Uh, Corey was in his living room watching I was eating onion WrestleMania. Dip. Hey, Ooh, onion dip. Uh, uh, drinking Pepsi. Uh, we're going to get into all of that. Uh, before we do, uh, don't forget to click the subscribe button down below and the bell for, to notify for more shows that we do because we do a, a tons, actually a plethora of shows all the time. They're always coming. You don't know when. Sometimes we don't even know when. So that's why you got to stay notified because sometimes it's the only way. What day's today? I don't even know. Exactly, right? Anyways, WrestleMania, what, 37th coming up? Coming to the, what's is that the, what it is? 37? What's, what's wow, the, that's fast. I mean, that's, I, I'm seems, trying not to date Just us. like yesterday was 31. I'm trying not to date us too much, but uh, sure. uh, WrestleMania 37 is coming up. And uh, Is it just me or is this WrestleMania taking forever to get here? Oh, this uh, 2021 post. 2021. Mania, Mania 2021 is taking forever. I feel like it, it, it sh- we've already should have been been there and done that. But it's only, you know, it's what, mid-March? We, we're nowhere near it. Usually it's around my birthday, March 28th. Hi, everybody. If you want to say hello to me, shoot me something at City Wrestling J on Twitter. Um, you got to have a P.O. box yeah. to have them send you stuff. Yeah, right. Let's let's get get on that. We'll send our interns. We'll, we'll, we'll open it up. We'll open it up on the air. There you go. Um, so yeah, it just feels like it's it's gonna be forever before we see Mania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's uh, what April tenth, April twentieth, April thirtieth, first week of April. I know that. Okay. Well, uh, we're let's just say X number of weeks away from WrestleMania thirty seven, and we just uh, recently uh, found out. Well, not you know, it's too recently, but recently that the show will be hosted by none other than Titus O'Neil, who's returning for a second year. He hosted last year, right? Awesome. Back-to-back, back-to-back host. Mm -hmm. I give it up to Titus O'Neil. But also, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Hulk Hogan. Why do we need this guy around? It's 2021. Do we really need to see this guy on TV anymore? Are there any... Is he drawing new fans? Is being a host drawing older fans? Um, they already well, have. Yeah, yes, I will say yes to the second one. Yes. Well, I'm gonna say this: they already have the their demographic, their key demographic of you know 50 plus in the palm of their hands. They don't need Hogan to draw more guys in. Yeah. You know what? what... Well, the, Jose... the, the 50 plus crowd right now has nothing to do. They're at home, um, you know, doing their COVID bids, like we all are. 
Um, or they could be at the stadium at WrestleMania seeing Hogan live. Singing. Yeah, tickets, dun, tickets went on sale. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, just uh, to sidestep a little bit. Uh, I got an email from WWE today, yeah. and Charlotte has been removed from all WrestleMania promotions. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So that's uh, it's interesting. Um, I know she had some stuff up on her Twitter that she took down too. Hmm. Uh, but you know, uh, with Hogan hosting uh, with Titus O'Neil, I'll just say it here. Uh, I mean, you could read into it how you want. I think the only reason Hogan is hosting with Titus O'Neil is for everyone to get the image of Hulk Hogan being a racist out of our heads. I, I just think that's what it is. I think at the end of the day, you know, Titus hosted last year. So let's let, get him to host this year. But I don't even think that was our first thought. I think McMahon wants to bring Hogan back. He can't bring Hogan back because 90% of us was like, hey, there's a movie out on Netflix, like a documentary that chronicles the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good documentary, by the way. I forgot what it's called. But um, yeah, thing about Gawker, right? Yeah. And so yeah. Mm-hmm. a lot of people know about that and him mm-hmm. using the N word, you know, repeatedly in a video um, and his uh, his kind of lackluster apology we heard he gave to a lot of the uh, superstars in the back in mm-hmm. WWE when he was first allowed back in to the company. It's just to me, I think Hogan was the first pick to host and they said, oh, well, we we need to get uh, a man of color next to him because we need to get that thought of him being a racist. We got to have him look like he's working well with a with a black man. And I'm just mm-hmm. just just have Titus host again for the second year in a row. I, I just like you said, I don't need Hogan on my screen. I don't mm-hmm. want Hogan on my screen. <laughs> Fuck, we didn't need nor want Hogan on our screens in 1993. True that. Let alone right. 2021. For he, he was on screen for what maybe an hour and a half, an hour, an hour at least. When in WrestleMania, WrestleMania nine, yeah. No, I think he had. I mean, I, I, I how, I, how long was his? Tag? He, he had the promo, he had the tag match, and then he had the the. Well, I, I guess it was just yeah. No, he was out there for a long time. Yeah, man. He, he for both matches. Post-match, he was out there for at least 10, 15 minutes. He's such a fucking heel, too. It, it at least felt that long. Oh, yeah, he's. we'll get there. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think WWE, if they want to bring him back into the company and take him to Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, take him there. Take go him. for All it. Day. Hey, All day. I don't All really day. give a shit about those shows anyways. Mm-hmm. I, think, I don't think a lot of people do. So... I'd rather he be on Survivor Series. To me, my memories of Hogan were mostly Survivor Series. WrestleMania was more of an all-encompassing thing. You know, everyone gets to, you know, everybody, you know, get your best game face on. We're going to do this. (laughs) Survivor Series was more of a, yeah, I feel that. Survivor Series was definitely more of a Hogan, Hogan, built pay-per-view, you know, team Hulkamaniacs against, you know, I don't know the macho madness or whatever the fuck, whatever that was like tugboat and the natural disasters, right? There we go. Yeah, there you natural go. disasters. Ah, I got it. Ding. All right. Well, enough of this. Enough Hogan bashing. 
in 2021. Yeah, right. Let's right. go back to 1990. Let's flash back to 93. April 3rd, 1993, WrestleMania 9, or how I like to refer to it as Mullet Mania. Uh, WrestleMania. Let's, I, let's count the mullets, shall we? Oh, Jesus Christ. Ding, 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 ding. Like I said, uh, my first WrestleMania watching live. And it's just, this is such a flashback to me. Like, not just watching this, like, just looking at the people in the crowd, I'm like, oh, that person looks like they're dressed like my aunt. That person there, that person there reminds me of this person. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was totally. just so fucking, nine, like, mid-90s, like, like early mid-90s, that yeah, it was just yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God. No, you totally saw, I forgot the announcer's name, you know, that guy that was crowd surfing, asking people questions. Todd Pettengale. Um, there you go. Uh, at one point, uh, there was a kid behind him, and he pulls <laughs> out with a tucked-in uh, guest T-shirt and the baggy jeans. I was like, oh, my God, that's so 93. <laughs> you look at old pictures of yourself. You're like, oh, my God, I was that kid. Uh, so WrestleMania 9 uh, listed on Wikipedia as Paradise, California, which is right next to Las Vegas, California. It's kind of like the San Francisco Daily City type situation they got going on, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, like I said, some would say the worst WrestleMania in history. And the first one I watched live, uh, 16,891 in attendance. Kind of a low number, I think, even compared to Manias before this, right? I, uh, I, even like looking at the stands, it looked like a small show. Yeah, uh, it was jam-packed, like uh, Jim Ross mentioned, 94 times. Yeah, uh, But that's because there's you know no room. As you mentioned, Jim Ross is heading the commentary table along with, I feel like this is the most motley crew of announcers because I Mm -hmm. don't ever remember these three together. Mm -hmm. Like, it's Jim Ross, Bobby Heenan, and Macho Man. Mm -hmm. It is (laughs) That's like the one thing that I loved about this show was the commentary. Because incoherent macho man, oh, he was yeah. all over the place. Oh yeah, brother! And then you got Bobby Heenan kind of like poking into Macho Man and Jim Ross, kind of trying young Jim Ross, who still <laughs> he still looks like he's forty, but I think he's like twenty. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So totally. I, I did, I did love the commentary team. I will say that. So uh, yeah, how about uh, their entrances? Oh god, uh, well, they came, well they came down to the ring. They first came down. Uh, was it uh, was it Caesar and Cleopatra? Yes. Came down to the ring. It was just two people. Uh, Cleopatra number nine or ten or thirteen. I don't know. He's Jim Ross had had the facts. He had the history facts there. Yeah. Uh, the one that was closest closest associated with Caesar. Cleopatra I, number twenty four. I think uh, the one that got the biggest pop for the entrance, the beginning entrance of the show, was the elephant. Yeah, right. <laughs> that yeah. elephant did the stand, and everyone's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Did you see an elephant?" I was impressed Ooh. the elephant didn't wild out with 19,000 people in attendance. <laughs> that elephant was a very well-trained elephant. It went up, very well. came down, and turned right back around. Mm. Given it was the 90s, it, it could have been being prodded with like an electric thing. Like, oh, yeah. Sad to think about. Uh, let's see. Uh, Stampy the Bobby L. Heenan enters in a camel facing backwards. Well, first off, uh, <laughs> Ma- Macho Man comes out. Uh, he comes oh, out yeah. being carried, carried in a sedan. Uh, with uh, being fed grapes by what oh, they say, grapes are good by distal virgins. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're in all white. Uh, Bobby Heenan's introduced. He's riding uh, cam- backwards on a camel. Uh, the the segment goes on for eight minutes, and that's the thing about this show. It's filling time. 
Mm-hmm. Like they could have fit in at least three more matches into the show. Dude, there, there was no America the Beautiful. There was no National Anthem. It was weird. Yeah. I felt like they were trying to be kind of cool with that. Like, mm-hmm. we're in Las Vegas. We're not going to do America. It, it, was, it was their first Vegas show, right? Caesars yeah. show? First, I think. Mania? Man- well, definitely. They've never done it. Was their first, yeah, I think it was their first Mania at yeah, open, and they, open they did Stadium Monday Caesars. Night Raw before, like, just in New York and the East Coast. So. Yeah. Uh, this goes on, like I said, for about eight minutes uh, until we get our first match. The opening match of the night, uh, Shawn Michaels accompanied by Luna, by debuting Luna Vashon. Oh, uh, wait, stand by. Something we completely forgot to mention. What? Everyone is toged out. Oh, yeah. So the theme of Every this... announcer, Bobby Heenan, not Macho Man, he's special, you know, privileged. Well, he still has a themed uh, outfit. Like, it's, it's, it's a royal. It, it looks like Macho theme. Man. Yeah, it's Macho Man, but it's he's got the same colors that everyone else has, so. Yeah, and even the cameramen, the lighting crew, everyone is toged out. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, you know how you would go to like an amusement park, like a themed amusement park. Let's say not just Mm -hmm. like Great America, but you'd go to Paramount's Great America and everyone would be wearing, you know, the same thing. You'd go to the Star Trek thing, and people are wearing all Star Trek things. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. go to the, the Waterworld exhibit; they all look like they're fucking in Waterworld, like they don't have yeah. <laughs> soluble water. Uh, but yeah, that's what it reminded me of. It also, like, it also reminded me of like I had this weird fascination with resorts when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and this is what it kind of reminded. It reminded me of like you'd go Nuts to Caesar, Berry Farm, yeah, and it was very Caesar's <laughs> themed. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, uh, it was, I can't remember what the, the tagline for the show was. I think it was like a toga party for everyone or something like that. Something like that. Uh, we kick it off with the first match. Like I said, Shawn Michaels with the debuting Luna Vachon. Um, the, was it the daughter to Mad Dog Vachon? They said, right. We, we've went through this before on yeah. our Sunday night. Famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I just realized if we didn't stop those Sunday night heat reviews, we would have been stopped anyways because of Peacock. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so Tatanka comes to the ring, uh, followed by Sherry Martell. Oh, so this match gets about 18 minutes and 13 seconds, hmm. which was way too fucking long for yeah. this match. And Sherry with a strange entrance. She didn't really accompany Tatanka. She was just kind of no, there. She just sauntered behind him. Mm-hmm. You know, Tatanka comes out to the ring. and It's a great word. <clears throat> I used to love Sauntered. Tatanka. I used to love uh, Tatanka when I was a kid. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, but n- now I'm just like, uh, you, you can't really work that well. Yeah. Uh, well, so, no, there was this one good spot. Which was? Uh, it was that arm drag off the top rope where Sean was trying to do like a clothesline yeah. and Tatanka arm dragged him off there. Yeah. Instead, it was like a counter. Um, yeah, so mullet versus mullet match. Here we go. Uh, so these two start off with a lot of old school wrestling, a lot of headlocks, hammer locks, and single leg takedowns. Uh, Tatanka takes HBK down with the arm drag as HBK comes off the top turnbuckle, as you were saying. Um, did you get this? Okay. Remember the WrestleMania match with, of all people, Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan. And later it was like fucking, I don't know, 20 something mm-hmm. where he was overselling to shit like Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. There's did actually you, a TikTok about that. Yeah. Did you get that in this match? Did you feel like Sean Sean Michaels was being arrogant and overselling? A couple times. I felt like Sean Michaels was like there was points where he would flop backwards, and I'm like, dude, like, and he hit he hit that corner. uh, You know how they do that thing where they miss the turnbuckle and go into the the corner. That was one of the ones that looked like 
um, scene for scene looked like one of the uh, when he had that match with Hogan. Mm -hmm. So that's just to me like he was still a younger guy. He could just have been like a little pissed off, like whatever. I'm gonna fucking sell the shit out of this match. I don't care. Everyone Mm -hmm. knows how, or everyone's heard the rumors of Shawn Michaels um, in WWF back in the early to mid '90s. So to me, I thought he was overselling a bit for Tatanka. He's like, I'm in Tatanka in the opening match. Yeah, yeah. And that Ric Flair, you know, flip over the turnbuckle thing. He did that yeah. too. That it was a little it was a little much. Yeah. He he could have, you know, taken the steam off of it. But you know, we have a a, a newly crowned inter- newly intercontinental champion freshly broken up from the Rockers. Uh yeah. The, the, the Midnight Rockers. Do you remember the Midnight Rockers? Anyway. I watched uh, that so, live yeah. and I was so shocked when HBK kicked. I was like, I think I was crying when that happened. I, <laughs> I was young. one of the kids. You're I was like, I, well, I was like, I thought it was no. so violent. I was just like, oh my God, he's dead. <laughs> uh, there's an eye poke to Tatanka to take to slow him down. A sloppy diving sunset flip to Tatanka by HBK. At one point, I hear some audio to what I can only describe as it sounding like somebody opening a candy bar or a bag of chips by the microphone. <laughs> and I just <laughs> yeah. envision just like, yeah, hold on. That's yeah, great. You know, whatever, dude. you know, because it looked <laughs> yeah, like yeah, something yeah. was ruffling around the microphone. I don't know yeah. what it was, but a uh, long standing arm bar to HBK. Tatanka is just working on HBK's arm for a few minutes. At one point, the commentators just stop talking and the match just like slows down. And the fans even come to a standstill. And 19 minutes <laughs> was, in, yeah, this is 19 minutes in, and, and just everyone just stops. It's because just everybody like, just got bored. Everybody was like, <sighs> "What? What's going on? Are the concessions still? They're still open? Yo, we've only been here for 30 minutes. Okay, it was a piss break yet? Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what I wrote. A shoulder. I wrote shoulder brewer. I don't know what the fuck that means. To, uh, to a falling elbow to the top rope chop to HBK. Oh, shoulder tackle, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Super kick to Tatanka as he's coming off the top turnbuckle. Uh, still not his finisher yet. It's not HBK's no, finisher. No, but it looked nice, though. It did. Uh, HBK throws Tatanka outside. Sherry blocks Luna from attacking him. Uh, HBK is just taunting his former valet, Sherry. Uh, these two guys, like I said, they're having like a Monday Night Raw match on mm-hmm. pay uh, headlocks, headlocks, headlocks. Uh, they battle into the corner. Uh, HBK climbs onto the shoulders of Tatanka, and he does like a modified victory roll, which didn't look like they knew what they were doing, but mm-hmm. they did it. Michaels gets slammed down on his shoulders with Tatanka with a fallaway slam. Michaels hits a double axe handle to Tatanka, and uh, that's when Michaels gets caught with a power slam coming off the top rope. The only good move or the good spot I liked in this match. Uh, Savage on commentary and <laughs> goes, you know what? This match should be over by now. <laughs> and then so effing bored. And then he didn't agrees and said, it should have been over 30 minutes ago or 30 moves ago. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I'm, I feel you, Heenan. I feel you guys, man. Please stop this match, guys. Uh, HBK then pulls the ref out of the ring to Tonka. <laughs> so this is weird. HBK pulls the ref out of the ring. Well, let's not forget, he's out already, and the ref is counting. Yes, and the ref is counting. Tatanka hit, uh, the HP gets in the ring. Tatanka hits a power slam in front of the ref. The ref is standing in the ring now again, and the, he covers HBK, and the ref just goes, no, ding, 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 DQ, DQ. Uh, so 
when uh, we learned that HBK, uh, what I thought, I thought HBK had been counted out by the ref. Yeah, that's what that's the official that, ruling was. That's what happened. Okay, so the HBK, we learned that he's been counted out by the ref. I went back and paid close attention. Uh, the ref does seem like okay. So I went back and I played cl- paid close attention, and the ref does seem like he was going to call for the bell when HBK pulled him out. But in order to do that, they would have to negate the rope break that happened or the breaking the count that happened five seconds earlier. Uh... So he continued the count. Because HBK got into the ring and came out, or it was one of them that jumped out of the ring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Tatanka wins by countout in your opening match, WrestleMania Nine. A uh, was it? What did I say? Nineteen minutes, nine or yeah. eighteen minutes and thirteen second opening countout victory match. Off to and a that's great just, start. You know, screwball finish at, at, at as your curtain jerk. Uh, it, this is gonna get worse. <laughs> It was way, way too long. It's like the okay, guys. The theme of tonight is screwy finishes. That's what we're gonna do. That's the pay per view today. You know, just realize we're reviewing mm. Luna's debut, and we reviewed Luna's last match in WWE too. Wow, that was another show, guys. If you want to watch that, you can watch like the <laughs> what twenty episodes we did of Sunday Night Heat. I should do that. Yeah. Uh, so after this is equal to a Sunday Night Heat, if you ask me. <laughs> No way, dude. Those Sunday night heats are way more exciting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was over in like 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, this took four trips to watch for me. Four four times to sit down to watch the show. It was it was bad. I didn't, too. Uh, after the match, Luna and Sherry brawl on the outside. Luna slams Sherry and Ross. Uh, <laughs> Ross does, uh, Jim Ross says, Sherry needs help. And that's when Heenan replies, well, yeah, look at her. Look at her makeup. It's just like... <laughs> Fucking Bobby Heenan, man. He's he, he a godsend. Because if there was no Bobby Heenan on this show, I w- oh. I would have texted you and be like, "We're not doing this review, dude. <laughs> We're not. I can't stand this shit." So yeah, well, this is uh Bobby Heenan in his prime, his announcing prime, because his managerial time uh, prime was a little bit before this. But yeah, yeah, this is before W. Bobby. This is before WCW. Yeah. Uh, so they have Mean Gene backstage with uh, the newly signed to the WWF, the Steiner Brothers. Mm. <laughs> Scott Scott Steiner cracks me up because I remember when he went that transformation into Big Papa Pump, and I'm like, mm-hmm. he looks completely different. Like he didn't even look anything like that before. And now no. every now every time I go back and I look at old Scott Steiner, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Big Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at Scott Steiner. What's up, Mean Gene? You know, it looks like he's just yeah. like, I'm like, hey, Scott Steiner, what's going well, on? I was like, I, I was a fan in his NWA days, NWA slash WCW days. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this kid's, you know, he's got potential. He's going to be good. You know, I didn't think, you know, this kid back then, I was a kid too. But, uh, you know, this guy's going to be great one day. I can't wait till he goes solo. And uh, I'll little, did hear I me. Know, <laughs> little did I know, Big Papa Pump is what would come out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Wait so- a minute! I'm getting some of my headset. What's that? Sherry's been attacked Uh-oh. while she was in the first aid room. Yeah, what's going on? They were just like, I don't know. We gotta continue that. And they left for the evening. So, yeah, I, and you know what? I really forgot this pay per view, and I didn't research it to see what I was getting myself into. I, just, I was just like, go for it. Uh, it kind of felt like they were teasing uh, a, a Sherry Martell sh- sensational Sherry. What, 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 what we call scary, scary Sherry? No, no, sensational at this point. 
Okay, sensational Sherry uh, Luna Vachon impromptu match that never came. I wish. I wish it would have because happened. they kept giving us updates and nothing. Nothing happened. Uh, so Scott and Rick are talking to Mean Gene. They're just like, "Hey, we're gonna wrestle tonight." Although Rick is just talking with his camera to the back the entire time, or his back to the camera the entire time. That's that's how Scott his, did his, it. his camera was to other people's backs too. So, mm-hmm. uh, so then we have the head shrinkers, uh, Samu and Fatu. You might know Fatu. He's look a little reni- reni- recognizable, a little slim there. Well, well yeah, tiny little Rikishi, uh, mm-hmm. tiny Rikishi in this. Um, versus mini Kishi versus Rick and Scott, the Steiner brothers. Uh, was that was Afa with them, right? Or is that uh, with uh, Samu and? Fatu? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Afa. I'm pretty sure it was Afa. Yeah. Uh, the uh, so Scott Steiner and Fatu start the match. They go back and forth. Shrinkers building the heat on the Steiners. The Steiners come back with a double shoulder tackle off the top rope. Samu and Rick go back and forth. Rick throws Samu into the ring post. We have a double underhook powerbomb to Samu by Scott. Scott then charges Samu, and Samu fucking catapults Scott out of the ring. Dude, like. <laughs> Was that done on purpose? Good thing I think they know Fa- this is gonna happen. Fatu was on the good thing like what was it Fatu Rikishi Fatu whatever you, whatever you want to call him was on the outside because if he wasn't there would be nobody out there to catch him and that guy oh, and he would have landed with a thud. Oh Jesus Christ, man! I like for a second I thought he was gonna hit the ropes and fold over the ropes. He went right <laughs> he cleared over the ropes. Oh, uh, Alpha then strikes Scott Steiner with a kendo stick. Uh, Savage states. WrestleMania 9 is going to be a nightmare. I can see it now. <laughs> there was something about uh, Macho Man. He he knew a lot. I think he had a lot of insider knowledge of the show. Yeah, no, and he was actually flying high because uh, he had a little incident, but we'll get to that shortly. Well, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot to be disputed about. I did my research, so we'll get there. Right. Okay. Uh, falling, falling headbutt to Scott Steiner by Fought 2. The Shrinkers are then building the heat on Scott for a long while. Rick is finally able to tag, and he gets the hot tag. Uh, runs wild on, on the Shrinkers until uh, until he tries a double headbutt on the Shrinkers. But you know they're the head Shrinkers; they have uh, the, their heads atomic are in, heads, in, yeah. impervious to pain. Mm-hmm. Rick is then on the shoulders of Fatu, which was there, okay. So there's a really cool spot right here. Rick is on the shoulders of Fatu, and Samu goes for the Doomsday Device. Rick then catches Samu. Uh, and transitions into a power slam to Samu off of, or to Fatu off of Samu's back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, mm-hmm, holy crap, mm-hmm. man. There were some parts of this match that were really good. And yeah. not like really good, like executed well, but no, no, really well, good. Know, as like, young young Rick, Rick and Scott were fucking workers, man. Yeah. They're like, you Those know what? Let's try it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really bad looking Frankensteiner to Samu, and then we just get the pin and the win. That was, I feel like, all night too. Like it would be a, it would, there would be a, some good spots, some good spots, and then like a really bad spot, and then the end. Okay, well, let's give Scott some credit here because the Frankensteiner was someone somewhat new on American television. Yeah. So it, it it's pretty much the only Huracanrana uh, that was that existed at the time. So. At the time, we were like, "Whoa, this is this is great!" He hit it. He hit it. He used to hit it off the top rope in WCW. Yeah. Um, but but seeing it at this time, we've been spoiled. You know, we've seen Rey Mysterio hit the most beautifulest Frankenstein's ever. We've seen you know other guys, like Evan Bourne or Matt or Matt Seidel. I mean, you know, 
I mean, dude, uh, the Canadian destroyer had, hadn't been invented yet. So yeah. we're, we're kind of living in, you know, uh, this being spoiled by the sport. Stu Hart is barely just jotting notes down on it. Flip over. <laughs> um, I really, I really like this match. There were some parts that were slower than others. Mm-hmm. But overall, these guys, were, all four of them were really creative and they fucking gave it their all. So mm-hmm. I got to give it to them for that. And nothing was like, oh, that looks so bad, you know? Yeah. No, well, Samu didn't feel a little bit lazy to me, but, you know, it, it could, again, it could be just, you know, errors. Yeah. That was the style. Uh, then we have Mean Gene Okerlund backstage with Doink the Clown with the original. This is the original Doink the Clown. This is Matt Osborne. Uh, heel Doink. Uh, he wants to bring a sense of humor to WrestleMania 9. Because it's it's doink, and he wants to put a smile on his face. You know, I've always said that I that my most hated gimmick of all time was doink. But then I remembered who his competitor was. Oh, uh, oh, uh, we had doink the clown. You mean uh, Billy Ray Cyrus? But <laughs> to my count, this is a uh, uh, mullet number four, generic mullet guy number four. Crush, <laughs> dude! This gimmick was just horrific. The the angry this... Hawaiian man, because you know and how they... they get so angry in Hawaii. Yeah, like, what? And, and, what is this? And it, they name him Crush because the guy looks like he's after... from Colorado. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> With a tan, a spray tan at that, and uh, they name him Crush. After the orange soda, because the orange soda reminds them of the orange sunsetting sun in no, Hawaii. Well, you, you what? Know, what? You know where the name? You know he was the third member of Demolition before. I think it was after this though. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He, oh, he got introduced as Crush, and he then got when introduced, face? Yeah, it was. It was. And they turned him into this Axe Smash and Crush. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and I then, thought he was. Hawaiian Crush first, no, and then and he became Demolition no, Crush. No, and then he became Kona Crush. <sighs> which Kona Crush is like kind of a better name, just Crush. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> like I said, the dude looks like Billy Ray Cyrus. Totally. Yeah. And uh, it's just funny. Uh, they should just kept him as Demolition Crush. That's dumb. <laughs> just be the one Dominatrix, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, didn't they, they sued? They sued Vince, right? Or they, tra- oh, I'm sure they yeah, they, I think they tried to sue Vince, so that's that's why they, that's the reason why Vince wanted to put the title on the New Day so many times because they wanted them to beat the record of how many you know title reigns. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we have Crush versus Doink the Clown. Uh, this match came to be when Doink a- attacked Crush a few weeks ago with a sinister, the loaded arm, fake arm. I don't, I don't fucking. It was that like was fa- funny. It was a fake. I mean, arm. That- he like ripped out of his. <laughs> He like ripped it off and started beating with it. It was kind of funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Uh, Crush chases Doink uh, down uh, when the sadistic clown thrusted into Crush's direction. Uh, Crush then beats down on Doink on the outside. Uh, they go into the ring. And the match officially starts. Uh, besides uh, the bell not being rung, these referees suck tonight, dude. Bell wasn't rung. Yes. It, and it, yes. All night. And, and I got it's no- not the first. It's not the first time that happened. It won't be the last. Uh, uh, crush no selling doink shots. Sh- ah, shots on the out. Mm. Saying doinks shots is kind of hard <laughs> on the outside. And uh, Macho Man has some words of inspiration for Crush. Crush him, Crush. <laughs> Thanks. 
I'll keep that in mind there. Thanks, Macho. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, and then proceeds, uh, Doink then mounts a comeback when he chokes Crush on the top rope and then proceeds to, I said, fall off the turnbuckle, knocking Crush down. Uh, we have an ultimate punch to Crush. Doink just comes off. He's just like, oh, mm-hmm. two punches at once. Uh, pile driver to Crush. Uh, to say this match, oh, to say this match, uh, slow down when Doink beats down on Crush is a lie because uh, it, it never got started. Like mm-hmm. it, it was just like people like the entrance of Doink, and then that's it, and mm-hmm. then the ending, and then that's it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, Crush gets his foot up when Doink comes off the top rope. Crush catches Doink coming off the top rope, gives him a power slam, clothesline to Doink, knocking him off out of the ring. That's when Doink crawls to the outside of the ring for the first time, and um, I thought that's when, because I knew it was going to happen, I thought he was signaling to someone, like, hey, get ready, you know, yeah. Crush drags, wake up, Crush <laughs> drags Doink, well, I mean, fuck, dude, this guy would had to have been brought out, like, before the show, right? Yeah, I'm sure he had a little monitor and a blanket and uh, some snacks, Crush, uh, water, some beers, yeah. Crush drags uh, Doink back into the ring. We have a military press slam to Doink. Crush goes for the Kona Crush, inadvertently knocking the ref out of uh, of consciousness. Mm. <laughs> Doink crawls back under the ring. Crush then applies the Kona Crush again when another uh, Doink appears with the loaded arm. Who can name a worse finisher than that? Uh, and that's, yeah. The Doinks get to hit their... WrestleMania moment that'll live forever. Um, you know, when they do the whole, <laughs> yeah, it's literally, it's one of those things. It'll be forever, forever. Yeah. <laughs> Just like with Hogan go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doink. Number one rolls up crush. We get the pin and the win. Uh, this match was bad. At least, uh, at least there was a story to it, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I could say about it. At least there was a story to it. I don't know what else to say about it because it's Doink. It's Crush. It's another Doink. Double your Doinks. Anyways. uh, Down runs another referee to show the first ref that there is another Doink under the ring, uh, but he is nowhere to be found. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if he had a secret exit. Maybe Hornswoggle. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we get Todd Todd Pattengale in the Bob Euchre seats in a very dated uh, segment. I, I don't even remember what he says. He was just very like... he. You know what I feel like Todd Pattengale was? Was Todd... Was he Shane's friend? He like, may have been. It's, it looks like he was, right? He looks like, kind of like Shane. I, I want to say he was like a stand-up comedian, MTV type of guy. I think he was a little older than Shane, for sure, because, I mean, Shane was this guy's age in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he definitely seemed like a Shane type of person. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what? He, he was the first frat brother. Oh, no, Vince... Had a frat, and this is one of the frat brothers that he hired to be on his show. And then later on, Shane joins the same frat, of course, because he's a legacy. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think this this guy was like an MTV dude. Well, I know he hosted like a bunch of. I mean, I, I've you know I used to see him on WWE, but it's just like 
I don't know. Where the fuck did they get this guy? Yeah. Anyways, uh, we go to our next match of the night. Razor Ramon versus uh, Bob Backlund. I don't know how to say it. I'm going to be totally honest here and say that I, I know I saw the match. I didn't take notes. It was three minutes long. I don't remember anything except the roll-up. Yeah, it was, three, <laughs> it was three minutes and 45 seconds long. So, Yeah, and to think, Bob Backlund actually goes on to become champion. Or did that already happen? No, I think he goes on to be champion because yeah. D- Diesel wins it. Yeah, because Diesel mm-hmm. wins it after. Yeah, because Shawn Michaels is still in his Intercontinental title run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think mid-90s is when he wins it. Yeah, and Bret Hart wins the title back when we go into the steroid fiasco of 94. I will say this. Yeah. I I dug Bob Backlund for the three minutes he was in the ring. <laughs> he looked like a straight shooter. He yeah. looked like a Daniel Bryan type. Hey, uh, dude, they looked like they plucked him straight out of the 50s. It, well, yeah, that too. Like he, he, he jumped in a DeLorean <sighs> and came over to WrestleMania 94. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Razor. And he's just like, Razor's like, what the? You know, like throwing his yeah. toothpick. Like, I don't care. Hey, mm. what do you want to do? You know? Uh, so, Razor. Oh, fuck it. It was, three, it was a three minute match. Uh, leg, a bunch of leg sweets to Razor. Heenan makes a point. He says, uh, Buckland is 43 years old, and it took, and, and that's when he took eight years off. So, he's 43 at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, when he wins the title, he'll be like 45, 46. Mm hmm. Uh, scoop slam to backland uh, a series of n- n- not connecting tosses to razor ramon like he does these these arm drags but they're not even you know yeah. mm-hmm. double underhook fisherman to ramon uh, then we suddenly get an inside cradle the pin and the win for the bad guy mm-hmm. um like i said i was never a fan of backland before but i can really appreci- appreciate wrestling on a wrestling show <laughs> who would have thought you know it, it was fun but with a fucked finish mm. so yeah i think the you know other than oh and let's count another mullet there and a ticker uh for razor ramon but that these screwy finishes man this should this should have been called screwball finish it was 90- two for two right uh, yeah or was that or was that the third match no it was legit yeah, this is the third match, oh, but yeah, it was a, Oh, that was a screwball this finish. This fourth match. Yeah, the, it, that was a screwball, but the tag match was actually legit. Oh, yeah. That's true. That is very true, my friend. But, I mean, one out of five right now. Yeah. Uh, we, the next segment we have is Mean Gene Okerlund backstage with Money Incorporated. And, money, uh, money. Mean Gene um, thinks Money Inc.'s tag titles are in jeopardy. He goes, he goes I think your, your titles might be in jeopardy tonight. You're facing Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake. I'm like, oh, it's fucking Brutus Beefcake. They're not winning, dude. They're fine. You guys are fine. Don't worry. You'll keep your titles. Uh, DiBiase says a bunch of stuff. You know, everyone's got their price. IRS <laughs> just gets on the mic. And he was, all I can remember is how bland he was. We're going to go out there and we're going to say, keep these titles and we're going to show them what we do and how we retain the titles. And yeah, I was like, holy Jesus Christ. IRS. Who would have thought he would have uh, fathered one Bray Wyatt so creative and so, um, you know, innovating. Oh, I mean, come on. Who else could spawn the fiend than the son of a IRS man? Yeah, or you know that's why they, they 
That's why they uh, made him into an IRS man because he was so bland. Oh my god, you're like an accountant. He seemed like a dad. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. They, and, and I think he might have just been into his character so much. He was like, no, I got to be bland. I work for mm-hmm. the fucking IRS. The blander the better. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, former uh, tag partner to one uh, Rick Steiner, and a former member of the Varsity Club. Uh, Do you remember that? Stone Cold. No, uh, oh, you're uh, Mike IRS? Rotunda. Oh, Mr. Rotunda. So then we get Money, Inc. defending their WWF championship, uh, tag team championships against Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake, accompanied by Jimmy Hart, a team I'd like to call the Barbecue Express. <laughs> because that's good. that's good. my analogy for this is that Hulk Hogan's gimmick is that he's a hot dog. Mm-hmm, His mm-hmm, colors mm-hmm. are... Red and yellow, ketchup and mustard. He's he's got the the the, the colored skin of a hot dog. Red and looks like he's about to yeah. explode. Yeah. And then you got beefcake. You know, when I think beefcake, I think of a a round circular piece of beef like a patty. Mm-hmm. And then they got the old man with a microphone yelling mayonnaise. Shit. Yeah, just mayonnaise <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. So and he's one of those uh like uh. He's Bill from Nashville, right? Oh, Jimmy Hart? What's, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't What's know. Nashville famous for? Uh, barbecue. Barbecue. Yeah, we did it. Woo! Ding, 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 ding. Connect the dots. It's when Hogan just knocks on your door. He goes, oh, brother, I'm here to congratulate you. Just slammed it. <laughs> uh, so Beefcake has a weird mask on. Apparently, it's titanium yeah. of sorts. I don't know. It looks plastic to me. Uh, and Hulk Hogan has a mysterious black eye. Uh, I thought he should have been wearing the mask. Hey, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> what did five Hogan oh, he, has, he has black eye. He has stitches. Hey, no. Wasn't there a time where Hogan came out in like a gladiator helmet for a while? He had like a gladiator helmet with like a broom thing on the middle. No, it was a hel- It was a fist. Oh, my God. That's where the Smackdown it, it fist a, comes it a, from. It's a gold fist on his thing. Yeah, oh, that's so bad. Okay, so Hogan came out with a black eye. It was worse than the black eye. All his blood vessels in his eye were broken. Busted. So you couldn't tell his Busted. his actual eyeball, his pupils and his oh, iris. It, oh, you see it later, yeah. Yeah, and it's super black. Like it when you see pop vessels in the eye, it's usually red. This was like happened maybe a couple days ago because it was it's beyond the red point. It was black, so you couldn't see. It was like he was wearing a contact. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple of versions of the story of what happened. Hmm. Uh, Jim Cornette. So take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? This is where the story came from. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, Savage found out that Elizabeth had ran off to Hogan's house and was staying with Linda. Linda and Miss Elizabeth were best friends at the time, or at least good friends. Uh, when... L- Elizabeth left because Macho Macho Man. She just wanted to get away from him for a while. He he, he, was, he was allegedly he was, abusive, yeah. verbally. Uh, the dark least. side of the ring really uh, touches on that. Yeah, watch uh, that episode, y'all. Season two. Uh, and Hogan didn't tell Savage that she was there, which is why when Savage confronted him with that, he uh, confronted him by, as Cornette says, punching him in the fucking eye. And that's why uh, Hogan had a black eye at WrestleMania night. So that's one mm-hmm. side of the story. Yeah. 
The other side of the story, Hogan sat down with Access, Access TV, AXS TV, uh, for an interview, I believe, in 2017. Hogan claimed the black guy had, was caused by a jet ski accident one day before WrestleMania. He, uh, he broke his orbital socket and required over 100 stitches under the skin, uh, which I've never heard of. And in order to receive clearance, Hogan... Uh, Hogan said he told the commission doctor that the injury was part of a storyline involving Randy Savage. Uh, the story mm, allegedly, that was never publicized. Uh, the story uh, the doctor allegedly believed Hogan and cleared him to compete. Mm, no, yeah, and okay. Who see this is tough. Who do you believe, the misogynist or the racist? Hmm. Why would why uh, would why would Cornette? Well, I guess why would Cornette need to lie about that? There's probably yeah, tons no, of reasons. He, he had no reason to. And, well, and he could have had a reason. To when him. asked to, there was a quote of him saying, "You know, isn't it? Does isn't this like common knowledge? Doesn't everybody know this?" And uh, you know, it's it to me. I think, I think the the first story happened. I think oh, Macho Man could have. You know, punched Hogan. I, I was trying to listen the entire night. You know, there were things you could have like picked out from Macho Man's commentary that you're like, oh my God, he said Hogan, uh, Hogan knows what he's doing. You know, like mm-hmm. you could take that as you will. And I was like, oh, he said that. Oh no. You know, but- I think it was more what Macho Man didn't say. Yeah. Like you could tell he was kind of muzzled when it came to the Hogan matches. Yeah. Well, okay. So, I mean, there was a couple things I did write down. Okay. Um, so that was the, those are the two stories. I like I said, I believe Macho Man had something to do with it. I believe he tried to cover it up, um, and he's using this to cover that up. And you know that story of you know needing stitches under the eye and lying to the commission and yada yada yada. So, because to me, okay, why would you lie to the commission and be like, oh, it's okay, it's storyline. Like that doesn't make the injury sense. Injury is an injury. You still have the injury. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you got it. You still have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Idiot. Um, so Macho Man on commentary goes, "Ooh, that must have been a cheap shot." <laughs> and just, love it. just like little things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I I wasn't there. Can't mm-hmm. say. And if I was, why would a five year old boy be hanging out at Hogan's house with? Him and Macho and Elizabeth and Linda. That's just weird. Yeah. Well, you know, Dark Side of the Ring is doing this weird thing right now where they're re- there's only two episodes deep in this season. And one is a new story and one is a rehash of the Montreal Screwjob. So yeah. they're going back into a, uh, a earlier episode. So maybe we'll get a Macho Man, Miss Elizabeth in-depth re- uh, review, redo. Yeah, probably you know. Cornette again. Yeah. So what, what they're doing is... The, I'll forget the, my the, schedule, though, if they want me to come in. I was five. Yeah. So. Uh, so it's Conrad, you know, our, uh, the the one internet guy. <laughs> we we, we got everywhere. Conrad Thompson, Eric Bischoff, and Corey Smith. <laughs> hey, guys. And the two creators of uh, Dark Side. Um, <laughs> that, that re... One of these things does not belong. Yeah. Uh, that rehashed their, you know, yeah. their episodes. So we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll get a, a, a rehash of this whole incident. And get more insight. Hey, fingers crossed, because honestly, Macho Man, what's there not to say about the guy? You know, like, you hear the stories. For Okay, first of all, I'll say this. I loved the guy when I was a kid. Who didn't fucking yeah. love Macho Man? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
I knew people like I worked with this woman when I was a butcher and she was working in the deli and she goes, oh, my aunt loved the macho man. <laughs> oh, I remember he would come out to the ring and have those glasses and, you know, things like that. And I'm like, yeah. So it's like people remember that. kind. Of, like, what's the one impersonation anybody does when they say do a, a impersonation of a wrestler? Anybody will go, either go, oh, yeah, brother, or go, oh, yeah. Actually, it'll be a combination. It'll be like, oh, yeah, brother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, and you hear things about, like, with him and Miss Elizabeth, and it's like, that sucks. You know, it is what well, it is. You know, cocaine. Well, you. you completely glitched up for a second. Oh, did I? Sorry. Yeah, once you said cocaine. Mm. The narcs are on us. So yeah, cocaine's one hell of a drug. If that's see it glitched up again. Oh no! Uh, internet connection is unstable. Oh, I wonder why. Dude, weird. Okay, it it is one hell of a drug. Let's let's roll on, shall we? <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So Money Inc is attacking uh, Barbecue Express early while Hogan is still doing his. In- so Hogan is still doing his intro, and Money Incorporated attack attack him. Him and Beefcake throw out the two members of Money Incorporated while Hogan's music is still playing, and mm-hmm. then they still continue to pose. So them, Very heelish. So them beating down on them was part of the intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, IRS and Brutus start the match. Uh, they begin getting the heat on Brutus. Uh, he get, Brutus uh, fights back with the help of his mask because it's, it's made of pure titanium. Of course. You can't break that. Uh, Ted tries to smash. I love calling him Ted. Uh, Ted tries to smash uh, Beefcake's face into the turnbuckle, but like I said, he's impervious to pain with the mask on. Brutus then smashes DiBiase's face into the turnbuckle. We get a tag to Hogan, and I swear to God, the whole fucking crowd came alive. That's mm-hmm. all they wanted to see there was Hulk Hogan. Yep. Uh, Hogan pounces away on DiBiase. Hogan tags out. Hogan tags in. Money Inc. Is uh, fights off Hogan. They proceed to try to leave the match. That's when the ref, uh, Howard Finkel, announces if Money Inc. leaves the match, they will be stripped of the tag titles and be given to Hogan and Beefcake. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes. He'll move. What? And why wasn't this stipulation added to the Shawn Michaels situation? He's the champ. He was counted out. Why didn't restart that match? It's not Hogan, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. Uh, I mean, Talk about favors, dude. Even even kayfabe wise, he's getting a buttload of favors. This yeah, night. yeah, yeah. I, like I, for no apparent reason. You know, I think the only reason why I liked him is because I was an arrogant kid, and mm. I was just like, "Fuck, I don't care. Do anything to win. Yeah, we win. Mm-hmm. USA, USA, yeah. USA." Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm, totally. Like I say, now looking back, I'm like, this guy's a dick. Mm-hmm. He takes advantage of everyone, everything. He has mm-hmm. uncontrollable anger. You know what I mean? And there's something up with his skin. What is up with that? I know I said it looks like a hot dog already, but yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. He, he's, hot dog he, skin, yeah. He, <laughs> like, did you ever see, uh, you ever watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Eh, here and there. They say uh, they say Hulk Hogan, he has the skin of a hot dog and the, the hair of a silken Chinese man. <laughs> or the silken hair of a Chinese man. I was like, oh, that's oh, about yeah. right, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Especially here. This is like some of the most hair I've ever seen on his head. Yeah. Uh, Money Inc. comes back into the ring. Brutus inadvertently distracts the ref while Money Inc. is choking Hogan out with the tag rope. A uh, million dollar dream to Hogan in the middle of the ring. Beefcake breaks up the hold with a sleeper hold of his own from behind. Uh, he comes from behind the ref's back. Uh, both Ted and Hulk are down. Uh, Hogan beats the 10 count. Hot tag to Beefcake. DiBiase nails Bruce... Oh, I keep messing, messing the name up. Brutus uh, in the kidneys uh, with his money in the bank. Bri- I'm sorry, just his gold briefcase. Um, although I will say this, you hear a lot of Vince-isms throughout the entire night. There's things I heard that I'm like, they still say that today. Uh, Bobby Heenan actually referred to that case as the money in the bank. Yeah, well, yeah, I wrote it down at the end. You know, he says something like this. Oh, that's money in the bank. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, DiBiase removes Beefcake, Beefcake's mask, and he actually succeeds. Brutus then fights back with a double clothesline, and he has a sleeper on IRS when DiBiase knocks them both down into the rest, into the ref. Big boot to IRS. Uh, Hogan then grabs Beefcake's titanium mask to strike both members of Money Inc. with it. Hogan and Beefcake go for the cover when Jimmy Hart turns his uh, jacket inside out to reveal a ref striped jacket. Uh, he counts the three count. Everyone goes wild. And yeah, even, even the brain is like, well, I don't even know if he has authority to do that. Yeah. Where would he get that authority? Did he win? Did they win? Did they lose? What's going on here? So, dude, Heenan was the voice of reason the entire mm-hmm. night. Um, another ref comes down cause the refs are fucking moronic in this show. It needs, it takes two or three of them to make a decision. Yeah. No. Oh, and he didn't also mention like, well, what's going on with this count out rule? That's 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 dumb. Yeah, Why are they yeah. doing this? And I'm like, dude, Bobby, you're you're yeah, you're the brain. You're right. Um, he points out that Money Inc. are the winners by DQ. I do love. I I think it's fucking great too how it's the Hogan show and he he's sitting there posing with the tag title. He posed with two titles in that night. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so Money Inc. technically defeated Barbecue Express uh, by DQ. And uh, this match was overbooked to hell. Like, yeah, there was too many things happening. Yeah, uh, that's when. And now after this match, I don't blame Danny Davis for turning the heel. No, I don't blame him at all. No, if He's you tired guys of Hogan remember shit. Danny Davis, the referee, yeah, Hulk treated him like crap. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, Jimmy Hart threw him over the top rope. What the hell, man? He's just a ref that came in to enforce some rules. Yeah. Why you guys gotta go all heel turn on him? Uh, oh, the Mega Maniacs. That's what they were called. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Hart begs the mega maniacs to not take out the ref Dave. What's his name? Davey Danger. Danny Danny Davis. Danny Davis. Sorry, dangerous I, Danny Davis. I, I always call him Davey Dangers for some reason. Is <laughs> because he was dangerous Danny Davis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're right there. You're right there. You're right there. Uh, and then, like you said, Jimmy Hart throws him out of the ring. Uh, the mega maniacs uh, celebrate uh, in the ring despite losing for a good three four minutes. Boo! Fucking. It sucks. Oh, and then Hogan uh, opened up Ted DiBiase's briefcase or IRS's briefcase. Yeah. And uh, gives all his money away. Yeah. Well, there's tax forms in there. Come on, man. The guy worked hard filling those things out. What's wrong with you? Or maybe that's somebody else's. He's Mr. IRS. You know what I want to see? That could have been somebody's tax forms that you just tossed out. Now they got to do all everything again. They're going to get. You're not getting their (laughs) stimulus for sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, What I want to see is. Because you know, 
fucking I got what was his name? Uh, uh Rotunda. Um uh, mm-hmm. what, what was his name? What? Irvin Irving no, or no, no, Schneitzer. No, 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 no. His actual Mike Rotunda? Yeah, Mike Rotunda. I because you know he, he I I can tell he is dedicated to his gimmick. I could see him in the IRS building. <clears throat> Hi. Um I need to get some paper. Which ones? It really doesn't matter. Um mm-hmm. it, it's I'm a wrestler. Hold on, let me get somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Two people walk up. Uh hi, sir. My colleague right here told me that you need some <laughs> Yes. I want that story. Uh so mm-hmm. then Hogan gives uh the he's very selective <clears throat> about who he gives the money to as well. Because he hands it to some people and then some people try to grab it and he like pulls away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, just fucking give it. God, come on. Just toss it, dude. Damn. Uh, then uh, maybe you can help me out. Who's Natalie Cole? Natalie Cole is the daughter of Nat King Cole. She's oh. the woman that uh, her greatest hit commercial success was that song, Unforgettable. Ooh. That's who you are. Oh. And she did it to her uh, recently deceased father's vocals. And they did like a mashup of both vocals that. in the studio. And uh, that's what made her a giant hit. She's okay. actually a you know famous R and B soul singer from the early '80s, um, nice. and you know she was famous within that circle. And then that unforgettable song made her a pop sensation. Yeah. Okay. Now I know because I had no idea who Natalie Cole was. Because uh, she's in the crowd with Todd Pattengale, who asked her if she got any money. She said, "No, but I'm having fun." Uh, and that's when. The CEO of Caesar's Palace, oh, they interview him, and he is just like, one, two, three, go. Thank you for coming to Caesar's Palace. Everyone's really grateful of Caesar's Palace having. He just gives a whole spiel, like, like he's at an actual sporting event. Yeah. He's all oh, the WWE people have been so great. And, you know, it's just been great having you guys here. And, you know, come to Caesar's Palace if you want to get away. I'm like, dude. Our revenue has been higher. Yeah, I'm like, um, shut up. I don't care. It, well, it's the it's the early to mid nineties. Of course, their revenue hasn't been higher. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. No money will never flow like that again. It's like, it was like eighties money right there. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I was like, oh. Uh, so then we move on to Mean Gene Okerlund backstage yet again. This time with Mister Perfect. Um, it's weird seeing Mister Perfect as a face. Like, yeah, right. I, yeah. I know he was a face a lot, but yeah, I just in my head, I always thought he was a better heel. He good, still good, had a little he good still face. Had heel edge. Yeah, good face. I was just a better heel. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Perfect isn't so perfect though when he totally flubs a line and needs Mean <laughs> Gene's help. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and Mean Gene's like, Yeah, you're gonna go out there and you're gonna win the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Who can say that word slimily? And just seeing those bloopers though of Mean Gene, I just fucking would like What the fuck was that, Mr. Perfect? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Mr. Perfect versus the narcissist, Lex Luger. Yeah, and let's not forget that he had a metal rod inserted into his forearm. That's why they com- they kept emphasizing that knockout power that he has in that forearm. Like it's an illegal. Like don't let him wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> like illegal. dude, you can't use that move because you have a metal rod. In Sorry, your, in well, your Luger will hire you for the front office, but you can't wrestle. You got that front arm. You could potentially kill mm-hmm. somebody. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you just see Luger with a toga at ringside, <laughs> just like holding a camera. Uh, Luger, he would have been one of the people that carried Macho Man in. Yeah, uh, Luger comes to the ring and uh, poses in front of 
four giant handheld windows or mirrors, I'm sorry, uh, shooting fireworks, which was very elaborate. Hilarious. Another WrestleMania Ooh. moment. I got a crush on one of those girls, too. They were all... I don't remember them individually. I do. I, I do remember though how committed Mr. Perfect was because mm -hmm. they're going up the ramp and Mr. Perfect's coming down. The girls are like, "Hey, don't touch and me!" Yeah, he was like, "Get off of me! Get out of here!" Ugh. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, good on you, Mr. Perfect. You you knew to stay in character. I like it." Yeah. Uh, the two go back and forth, um, uh, trading wrist locks of all things to start the match. Uh, Perfect gives a hard slap to Luger in the middle of the ring. Uh, Perfect working on the leg. Luger selling the leg really hard, like really good for a good couple minutes, and then he just stops. Like mm -hmm. Luger is limping. Like he's like, oh, because he's he's getting the heat build on him. And then all of a sudden, once he starts coming back, his leg's fine. Mm -hmm. Like you got to keep selling it, even though you, you're getting over on the other guy. Adrenaline kicked in, bro. You don't know. <laughs> Still, there should be a little points where you just like, yeah, oh, totally, you know, like, yeah. damn it, it hurts. Uh, one point though, uh, perfect whips Luger into the corner, then perfect does uh, a spin for no reason. Like, he throws Luger into the corner, and then perfect just spins, and then nothing. Like, it, yeah, as he's right, like, it was just like, oh, okay, he had some on his mind, but he kind of was like, oh, I'm off balance. Oof, if I hit mind. this, it's gonna look bad, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta eat it. Uh, perfect catapults Luger into the turnbuckle. Uh, missile drop kick to Luger. Luger gets his foot on the rope. Uh, Luger and Perfect then uh, ha start having a test of strength uh, with the jackknife position. Uh, Luger powers Perfect. Perfect uh, outpowers Perfect. Perfect gets his feet on the ropes, but the ref doesn't see it, so he counts the three. Yeah. Fucking idiot refs yet again. Damn, and where where is the where's the next referee that comes where, out and goes, wait? Where's Jack Tunney? Where's Danny where's Danny Davis? Where's anybody? They're all fucking backstage talking to Shawn Michaels or something? It looks like everybody gets a turn to talk to Shawn Michaels, Jesus actually. Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. It's just to me, like I said, the refs were incompetent the entire night. I don't so, think it's their fault. Um I don't know. Maybe they just had too much. Maybe they had too much. Fun time nose candy at the fucking WrestleMania brunch. Yeah, at the Caesars. Uh, there, why was there no WrestleMania lounge. brunch after WrestleMania 31? <laughs> yeah. I want to eat pancakes with the New Day. God damn it. Just saying. Uh, so then um, uh, this match should have been about five minutes long. It was. How much long was it? I didn't write it down. <laughs> Stop writing match lengths down. Yeah. Uh, it should have been five minutes, but it was a lot longer. After the match, Luger knocks Perfect out with the bionic forearm. Perfect is mad. He makes sure everybody knows what happens because he's in the ring. He's like, mm -hmm. I'm going <laughs> to... Me run back, me mad. He's the narcissist. Well, <laughs> he's the narcissist, get it? You know? <laughs> See, I was too. I was too into the gimmick there. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Then I, I thought it was going to end because <laughs> they're going on for like a good minute ringside, and uh, then Perfect just goes backstage to find Luger and finds him just like chatting it up with Shawn Michaels, um, of all people, of all people, and uh, he attacks Luger, and then HBK attacks Mister Perfect because hey, you don't attack his friends. That's like, I feel like another thing that happened, like it was just in old school WWE, you were just on to the next feud. There mm -hmm. was, oh, hold on. 
<laughs> nice. Whatever. How long is it? It'll just transition. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, feuds at this point were just like, it was just on to the next one, you know? It wasn't like, oh, let me, let something happen ringside with these two people. No, it was just Shawn Michaels attacked Mr. Perfect, and now they're about to have a match for the Intercontinental title. You know yeah. what I mean? Probably at the next pay-per-view, King of the Ring or some shit, you know? Yep. So, uh, Jim Ross keeps uh, Savage from taking out Bobby Heenan, just filling time pretty much. <laughs> oh, my God. It looked like Savage was legit mad. <laughs> Heenan's like, hey, dude, sorry. Hey, I'm going to. Uh... Uh, then, well, all of a sudden, we have a surprise. Gorilla Monsoon. Give us a rundown of the rest of the night. Um, he's backstage, and uh, it's nice to see Gorilla Monsoon, you know? It is. It's always nice. So, yeah. Uh, next match of the night, we have the Giant Gonzalez with Harvey Whippleman versus The Undertaker <sighs> with Paul Bear. Worst gear ever. Oh, wait. Did I mention uh, uh, Pat and Gale with the guys from fucking SoCal? Right. Did I, did I? Do you remember that? I think so. When he's in the Pet and Gales in the crowd, and he's like, where did you guys come from? And the, there's like these two bros. Who, oh, yeah, who yeah, could yeah. could have been from like today, I swear to God. Southern California. Yeah, Southern California. How'd you get? We drove a Harley, bro. Yeah, where'd you get the togas? At our Motel 6. Well, it was, they were like bed sheets, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, these guys. I, I feel like they were just like in Vegas, and they were just saw people walking. They're like, well, giant toga party. Let's go. <laughs> I got <laughs> tickets. All right, I drove a Harley here. <laughs> that sounds like a pain in the ass driving fucking from I don't know, people probably like it. I, yeah, no, and dude was like, but I drove and he took the sidecar. No, you're lying, bro. I uh, I drove, you took the sidecar. No, I was actually holding on to him from the back. We, uh, <laughs> we're in love. It's whatever. Yeah. So uh yeah. Uh Giant Gonzalez. Did they talk to the um to the Japanese photographers or was that later? Dude, I don't think I fucking wrote that. That was so bad. Okay, so we'll just get all this shit out of the way, too. Uh, So, yeah, Todd Battengale is, there's another segment where he's in the crowd. (laughs) He's saying, oh, you know, it's an international event. We have uh, photographers from Japan here. And these guys, God bless their souls. You know, they probably just want, they're probably like, oh, shit, be on WrestleMania? Hell, yeah, you're going to interview us? And I, I, you know, I don't know how thick their accents were in real life, but they... If their accents weren't thick, they I think they, they put it on. They thick. put it on pretty thick. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just saying, oh, WrestleMania number one, you know, uh, fun time, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, things mm-hmm. that people in the eighties think like they thought that oh, that's the way Japanese. That's that's how you know Asian people speak English. Yeah, well, that was a running gag in all media that you know the Japanese carry their cameras everywhere and took pictures of everything. You know. Well, good for them. Mm-hmm. I wish I could bring my camera everywhere. I want to take pictures of everything. If I can get everything, fucking start selling some pictures, be paparazzi. There you go. See? Uh, yep. Sticking. Okay, but on to some more racism. Um, the Giant Gonzalez with the most... Uh, I'd rather this guy put on a pair of sweats. You know how I have this thing with sweats and wrestlers in sweats. Yeah. <laughs> this outfit. You know you this- love Golga. Pseudo fucking um, Bigfoot naked bodysuit. Yeah, and it even has an ass crack. So Dude. Giant Gonzalez's uh, uh, fucking 
What do you call it's it? a bodysuit. It's a, a body suit. Yeah, it's a bodysuit. It's not even a singlet. It's a bodysuit. Yeah, it's like a bodysuit to like, you know how, like, remember Sasha Banks and Natalia had to wrestle in like Saudi Arabia and they had to cover oh, their entire oh my body? God. Yes. It's yes. like that. You know what I mean? Except this one, it's like there's a naked body painted on the bodysuit. So it begs the question why didn't they just have him go out naked? You know yeah. what I mean? Or and like, then there's hair at odd patches, like on the top of his thigh, there's a big patch of hair. Of course, where his dong should be, there's a big patch of hair. Oh, he's then not shaving his that armpits, either. big patch of hair. Yeah. On his waist, big patch of hair. Was it actual hair or was it just like drawn in? No, no, no. It was drawn in hair. Just they should have like put actual crack. they should have put actual hair. Yeah, yeah. It it, it would have been more just, just know, like a little l- little bit around the nipples, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like <laughs> just like a little bit though, not too much. A bunch in his ass crack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we have to talk about this match. Uh, so this match is um, the Undertaker's historic winning streak at WrestleMania. This is another one we get to talk about. Mm. One of his great moments at WrestleMania, defeating the giant Gonzalez in an epic match of two giants. Um, Dude, at one point, the crowd was yelling for Hogan. Where are they? I thought they were, they were, I thought they were chanting something else. but No, they were like, Hogan. Um, so first of all, I'll say this. Gonzalez is fucking huge. Yeah, he is. He he made uh he dwarfed Undertaker, right? Undertaker, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Undertaker is tiny compared to the guy. Uh Taker, uh, he's uh pulled to the ring in a chariot, from what I can only assume. Um so he's pulled by a chariot to the ring. I'm assuming two jobbers are pulling him out. Mm-hmm. And uh there was Paul Bear, there was a vulture. And then there was some guy in a robe who I want to know the backstory behind him. Like, I want to know, is this like under, like, do you, do you ever watch Game of Thrones? No, I, st- I tried. Okay. I so tried. I tried. There's I tried. a point where like, there's like this evil guy and he takes over the church and he's like, eh, but he wears like a giant robe like that. And I, mm-hmm. I, want, I want to see like an evil like priest, like in, in yeah. Undertaker's Corner. Well, we, we get one of those. We almost got to it in our heat review. Yeah. Uh, So back and forth uh, The two men outpowering one another Giant uh, strikes Taker in the gut We get an old school to Gonzalez Taker is trying to take Gonzalez down to size Uh, Gonzalez chokes Taker down to the mat Gonzalez botches throwing Taker out of the ring They battle on the outside Gonzalez tossing Taker into the solid steel chair Or the stairs uh, Paul Bear then wakes Taker up with, uh, I'm guessing he just put a popper under his nose. <laughs> Here you go. He's like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> but Taker gets up after he sees the urn. Uh, Taker is knocked down repeatedly by Gonzalez, but keeps popping back up because it's the dead man. Mm-hmm. Gonzalez uh, is knocked down to one knee, and that's when Whippleman. Oh, the worst selling job in history. Oh, dude, Gonzalez is so bad. Gonzalez, okay, what what did I read? Gonzalez <laughs> wrestles like a dad would wrestle with his four year old kid, yeah. like the over exaggeration of it, like I'm coming to get you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, you'd pick your kid up. You're going for it. I'm slamming you down, and you would make these like faces and things like yeah, that. Like yeah. that's I'm like envisioning like how I wrestled with my dad. You know what I mean? When I was a kid, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, a quick question to get off topic really fast. Yeah. Okay, combining the WCW checks and the WWF checks, you think this guy made a good enough living to like retire and not not do anything? Go back to Argentina and chill. Oh yeah, that yeah. Go back to Argentina, yeah, and chill. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, if he was smart, he probably could have like bought some land. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, 
he maybe he bought a McDonald's franchise. There you go. You know, that he's was just, he's just sitting there like ba da ba ba ba. <laughs> Gonzalez loving it. Uh, yeah. Actually, that would have been a big sell. Like, come meet the giant Gonzalez at you mm-hmm. know, this man mm-hmm. took on the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Meet El Greece. Gigante. Yeah. El Gigante. Yeah. Uh, the, the superstar of two American promotions. <laughs> uh, so Gonzalez is knocked down to a knee. That's when Whippleman gets on the apron. Uh, Taker grabs Whippleman, and that's when Whippleman is uh, tosses a rag into the ring, and. Uh, that's when Gonzalez just like pops up after being knocked down to one knee, yeah, gets yeah. up, gives Paul Bear a headbutt, then uh, Taker charges Gonzalez. Uh, the giant applies a rag to Taker's face. Hey, what is that? The chloroform? The chloroform? No, 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 no. So hold on. Heenan is like, what does that smell, Ross? Jim Ross? Like, I don't know what that smell is. Macho Man knew fucking immediately. Oh, that's yeah. chloroform. I know that smell. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> no, well, at first he couldn't get the name right. But oh. then uh, I think Heenan corrected him. No, no, that's chloroform. He's like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. I knew that smell. It takes me back. It takes me back years ago. Uh, I used to inhale it myself. Uh, <laughs> Knock myself out. Oh, it's a good painkiller. <laughs> the ref uh, <laughs> tells Giant, uh, Giant Gonzalez to break the hold, but he refuses to uh, break the hold. He calls for the bell. So Undertaker is now something in O at WrestleMania with a DQ win. So remember that. Undertaker's historic streak that's been broken by Brock Lesnar, I know, um, and Roman Reigns. Is, is tainted. Is is literally tainted because there's a DQ finish in there, which I guess, you know, with that many victories at WrestleMania. Yeah. A win's a win's a win. <laughs> so then Macho Man exclaims, I'll tell you something. You can kill a guy with that stuff. It's <laughs> like... Oh, okay, Macho. You got it, buddy. Oh, God. I believe you. Yeah, yeah. Heenan's like, get me the oh. fuck out of here, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, right before this fight is when they got into it. So, you know, he's like, oh, God. <laughs> he just, you know, they could kill a man. <laughs> Looks at Heenan. Heenan's like, look forward, look forward, look forward. Uh, so then officials from all the So. I expected Taker to pop right back. And first off, I think this is where I discovered what chloroform was. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, I was like five, and I knew what chloroform was at like a very early age. Why? Why did I know this? Yeah, and I was thinking, I was like, this, this has got to be where it's from right here. Totally, yeah. Uh, so the officials surround Undertaker, and like I said, once everyone starts leaving, I expected Taker just to pop right back, and I think he should have. I think Taker should have just sat up right there and went after Gonzalez. But, On the gurney, right? Yeah. But no. It takes <laughs> the medical professionals who are in togas, um, it takes like eight of them to drag Taker out of the ring, get him on the uh, the gurney, and then bring him out, you know, push him out past the curtain. And that's when Taker comes back to the ring. Yeah. It, it was at that time when the crowd started yelling for Hogan. I thought they were chanting bullshit. No. Okay. That, that was this. Uh, people wouldn't yell bullshit back then. Uh, I I would for that fucking main event. Yeah. Well, maybe at the gym. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I would. I would have yelled bullshit at half of these matches, if not all of them. <laughs> the entire night. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Uh, I want my money back. So I love that. Uh, like I said, there's supposed to be medical professionals taken out. Uh, Taker is taken off in the gurney. Uh, fans, I thought they were chanting bullshit, but I guess they weren't. Uh, Gonzalez is posing into the ring because that's what you do when you win at WrestleMania 9. You pose in the ring for three minutes. 
You want everyone to wind up their camera so they can get a good picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then uh, Taker comes back to the ring. He beats down on Gonzalez. Like, he gets a couple strikes in. Gonzalez is, like, escorted out. But what I think are shoot police officers... Mm-hmm. Because these guys have the biggest smile on their face. They're like, come on, yeah. go, yeah. go, get out of here. Come on. <laughs> Don't touch me, you silly goose. I'm on TV. And, and it was such a this match was such a bullshit house show match. You, was, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it was a sideshow attraction match. That's like, what this was. Yeah, this but this, this is, is your old school carny man versus giant. But this is like the main event at a house show that you'd be like, okay, you know what? Taker's gonna lose, but he's gonna come in. We're gonna send the people home happy. You know, yeah. Taker's gonna come yeah, down, yeah. he's gonna beat ass, and he's gonna pound some ass, and he's gonna win, and he's gonna lose, and he's gonna fuck it, whatever. Everyone yeah, goes home. Well, uh, I bet they had that feeling because of the next set of matches. So then we get Mean Gene looking back at Yokozuna and Bret Hart's feud. Uh, as you may know, uh, Yokozuna won the Royal Rumble, correct? In 1993. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Sacramento. Uh, it took place in Sacramento, California. Hmm. So uh, not too far off from Las Vegas. They did the whole, well, they did them both on the West Coast. It's pretty cool. Uh, then Gene is joined by Hulk Hogan. And uh, Hogan says... Uh, he goes, brother, so many people in Vegas are stepping over the line, if you know what I mean. I'm like, really, Hogan? People in Vegas. <laughs> I'm looking at you, brother. Stepping over the line. <laughs> stepping over the ladder. Stepping a, over the line. He says, I asked all my Hulkamaniacs. To, I'm talking like fucking macho now. I'm just going to say, he, said, he asked all his Hulkamaniacs to get behind Bret Hart tonight. Uh, he, he says, but he goes on, he goes, he goes, that's why I'm issuing a challenge to either you, Bret and pardon my language, or the Jap. I want the title shot. And I'm just like... And there's no way he maybe misspoke instead of saying chap. This is the Champ. same. This is the same guy we're talking, we literally opened the show with, You're talking right. about saying the N-word <laughs> You're right. in private. My bad. Like, my bad. The on, length of this review and the pay-per-view is making me go crazy. The... the uh, God, man. I, I paused it for a second, too. I paused. I, I couldn't do it, man. I could yeah. not do it. Uh, and yeah, Hogan that, seems that, extra hyped up, by the way. Hogan. Oh, it, it, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, he, you remember in Cruel Intentions, the girl had the little thing around her neck? He's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Todd Pattengale is with a couple jobbers in the crowd. Cool. Uh, Yoko Zuna versus Bret Hart for the WWF Championship. Uh, so this match uh, was happened with 13 minutes left in the show. What? Yes. 13 minutes left in the show, and the main event kicks off. Which, I mean, okay, you're, they're going to have a 13-minute main event uh, if you didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Yoko poses. Brett charges Yoko with a very nice-looking dropkick. Uh, Brett trips up uh, Yoko on the ropes. The ref uh, gets Yoko out of the ropes. Clothesline to Brett. Big leg drop to Brett. Bret Hart then is on the back of Yokozuna, uh, knocking him down. Heenan says uh, he rode him like a like a like a Brahma bull. Uh. Vincism, uh, super kick to Hart. Hart dodges Yoko and hits him with the bulldog. Uh, Hart uh, hits a series of flying maneuvers, knocking Yokozuna down. Hart pulls off the turnbuckle inadvertently and smashes Yoko's head into the corner. 
Hart barely gets, uh, he, Yokozuna's down. He goes for the sharpshooter and he goes for, you know, he's trying to lift Yokozuna's legs up. The ref is paying attention to Yokozuna. Mr. Fuji then throws some dust into the eyes of Bret Hart, forcing. Salt. Right. That's what we were saying. But then I'm looking back at it and I'm like, that's like the powder. Flour. Yeah. That's like, or like the powder weightlifting powder. Res- rosin? Resin? Some shit. The stuff that LeBron James does this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The chalk, it, the chalk. The chalk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yokozuna then rolls up Bret Hart and your new WWF champion. And dude, I, I would have been juiced if this was the, the finale. I would fine with it because you know what? Yokozuna could work. Yeah. And uh, Hogan was in that ring faster than the fucking manager who was at ringside was. Dude, right after the, the three count was done he was there he was in the he was pretty much in the ring by the two count you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he was waiting to get in there uh mr fuji uh throwing his hands up in the or he's you know looking at mr fuji okay i call him. bullshit here what Before mr fuji says anything we just saw hogan cut a promo talking about i got next no matter who wins yeah i want brett i want yokozuna i don't care who it is i want next yeah and he went above and beyond to get his match on the same show. Yeah. What, like, like as if he had the money in the bank. Yeah. No, he did. And, uh, well, okay. I went back and <laughs> I rewatched some of, uh, WWE networks, uh, show that just came out recently called icons. Uh, there was an episode on Yoko Zuna. Uh, so the story of this match goes, uh, first off the entire, uh, on Fatu. I, I can't remember their actual last name. But, you know, they all, the whole family was there. Roman was there, Afa, Sika, you know, um, I think Dwayne. I think they were all there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to be there for, for Yoko, for Rodney. And, uh, you know, then when they asked Brett about the match, Brett Hart says, this match has two parts to it. There's part A and part B. He says, part A was very good. He goes, if you watch it, it was actually pretty good. He goes, yeah, that Yokozuna super kick was awesome. He goes, we go back and forth. Uh, he says, Brett added, though, there was a whole part of the match that, uh, that Yoko just skipped. He says, we went from part A to the end of part A to the end of the match. What? He says he doesn't know why Yokozuna did it. He thought he might have been gassed. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he might have been out of breath. He might have just... Um, but he doesn't know why he says that's what happened at that part. Um, Bruce Pritchard goes on. He says, the plan was for Yokozuna to be our champion going into the future. And this changed WrestleMania weekend. Mm. Uh, They were told the night before that uh, they told Bret Hart, um, this is going to be the finish now. Hogan's going to come down and win the title off Yokozuna. Bret said he wanted to shove his finger down in his throat because it made him sick. And then Hulk Hogan gives a statement, and this is in 2020. <laughs> he, goes, he says, oh, brother. He says, from what I remember, I um, knew that I was leaving. I don't know what I was doing, a movie or something. But I talked Vince into, you know, what's the main event? I go out this, that, and another. You, uh, you can book us for the next pay-per-view. So it was uh, it was my peer, my pear brain idea, and it caused quite a controversy. Um, 
So Brett uh, goes on to say that uh, wrestling, ev- he thought wrestling evolved from the muscle men of the eighties into this new uh, pushing wrestlers. Uh, but at that point he says it was the Hogan show all over again. Uh, Bruce Pritchard, who was one of the uh, backstage producers at the time says the reasoning uh, for, uh, for this was there was an international tour coming up and mm-hmm. this was Hogan's farewell tour, essentially. Oh, Hogan's farewell tour in 1993. He could do it without the strap. They wanted him to do it with a strap. They have an international tour. They wanted him to go back and forth. Well, you know, I don't think it was them. I think Hogan had this idea, and I think he told yeah. Vince, and I think, mm-hmm. I think Vince and Hogan are very close. And yeah, uh, well, we know, uh, Hogan is a swinger, so maybe Vince was too. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've only heard stories. And who's to say the legit? Oh, I got I got video proof to prove it. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, and then uh, he says, in hindsight, it was a bad idea. And I mm-hmm. guess in hindsight, it, it always is a is a worse idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. The, the, it's, we've it, seen how many times he put over fucking Bret Hart. It just yeah. it sucks, bro. Because like I go back and I watch this, and I'm like, damn, the whole family was there, <laughs> and like they were all let down. Even Roman at one point says like Roman's being interviewed. He goes. There was so much energy. There was so much excitement. He won the title. Mm, he goes, yeah, and back. then he came down. He refers to Hogan as he, not, mm-hmm. and then Hogan came down. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me of when I heard, remember WrestleMania 31 when Roman versus Brock and Seth came in and cashed it? Roman's dad had no idea about that finish, and I heard <sighs> was fucking pissed. Because it's like, how many times are you going to do that to the family? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. rip it away like that. You want your kid. You want these kids. And they're all kids at the time. Yeah. They're this is Hogan again, brother. <sighs> well, it was Seth that time. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I know, yeah but yeah, no, yeah. but it's Hogan all over again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mr. Fuji challenges Hogan. Hart, uh, <laughs> Hart is just like... Mm-hmm. Just like Hart's just like, dude, just get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> So then we have Hogan versus Yokozuna, and it's nothing. Oh, match. and old school Mr. Fuji came out. Come yeah. on, Hogan, you yellow belly. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's a nice 1940s uh, reference. Well, Hogan does have a yellow shirt. <laughs> he is literally, he a, is yellow literally a yellow belly. Yeah. And he has a yellow streak on his back. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, this was like a 30, 40 second match. So the, the, the match never got started technically, the bell never rang. The bell never rang. The yeah. bell so never rang. No official so, beginning to this match. I right? don't think. I think. I. I think Hogan's championship reign should be expunged. His fifth championship reign should be expunged from the record. I'm with you. Let's start a petition. I yes, bet sir. you we could get it done. Hashtag ban Hogan's fifth reign. Yep. You know, cancel. I'm canceling yeah. his. So his other you one know, line. yeah. At the end of the day, this makes. Everybody looked bad, uh, even Hogan. Oh, so sorry. Uh, uh, big boot leg drop. Hogan wins. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So yeah, who who comes out looking great in this? No one. Um, Yokozuna looks worse because he got squashed. Mm-hmm. Brett looks bad because he lost the title and didn't do business with Hogan ever. And the business as a whole for WWE, did they ever improve after this ch- title change? Did they bring in, you know, did they put butts in seats? No, they did, they did worse. <sighs> 94, 95 was, was some of the worst years for WWE. Yeah, and then you get and the some of the greatest steroids. for WCW, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then you get the whole uh, steroid scandal. And it's just, it, this was like, 
uh, like the like Bret Hart says, it was two mat two two uh two matches in one, yeah, two well, matches in one, well, yeah, the first, know, yeah. It, yeah, but um, but in a different, you know, in a different way. It, it, it just sucked. Hogan, Hogan sucks. Sucks. Hogan sucks. His pay per view sucked. Um, and fucking Todd Pattengale sucks. Nah, he's yeah. alright, I guess. Um, bright he's spots. Not. He but the... he did put he did push that kid out of the way. <laughs> that yeah. kid, that kid with the guest shirt. He the kid was like trying to go down the alley. He was like, "Fucking move!" Yeah, yeah. I want to talk to these SoCal guys. Uh, we rode the motorcycles. Uh, I want to talk to the dudes. Yeah. Um, all right. So highlights: Brett Yokozuna. Up until you know, um, the three the, count. What was the match I liked? There was a match I liked that I was like, "Oh, that was pretty good." Do you like? You probably like uh, Mister Perfect, Mister Perfect, and Lex. No, not really. Okay, you probably liked the tag match of the Steiner Brothers versus that the Hitchhikers. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good. Match. After that, there's nothing to brag about. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Backlund and Ramon. I mean, it was three minutes, but you know, it was it it, 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 was, it was decent psychology. Yeah. And uh yeah, man. And then the Steiner brothers. The Steiners. Yep. Mm. So it was WrestleMania nine. It fucking sucked. <laughs> Not even in a good way. No. You yeah. know some things are like, wow, this sucks so bad it's good. You're like, haha, the explosion didn't even go off. <laughs> no, no, not like that. Not like in, no. that no. was that was great. Uh, this is mm-hmm. I t- four seating, four fucking viewings to watch the show. Yeah, just so you know, uh, if you made it this far, spoiler alert, um, what made this week worth it to, for, for me is watching uh, Cody and Penta go at it, watching Ray Phoenix fight, yeah. and of course, Britt Baker and Terranova tear down the house. Terranova? On AEW Terranova. Ter- Ter- Thunder Rosa? Thunder Rosa. It's late. I'm tired. Mr. Um, herself. Yeah, tear down the house on uh, AEW Dynamite. That was the highlight. Hey man, hey, you got to you got to save some of that stuff too for when uh, uh, for after shit like WrestleMania Nine. Dude, it was such a palate cleanser because I did. I saved the main event. Just mm-hmm. I, I just saved it. Just you know, out of shits and giggles. I didn't have enough time to watch. Oh yeah. I finished WrestleMania and I was like, oh my god, thank God I have the rest of this AEW to watch. I've been hearing so many good things about it. Yeah. Click. <sighs> yeah. Well, I think that about does it here for us. Uh, that was WrestleMania nine and Nova. <laughs> who is Terra Nova? <laughs> Terra Nova. Yeah. Who is that? Dude, I think is that's that what a, she got her name from. Is that? I don't a, know what is Terra Nova like a, a, a. Oh, it's a high school. Oh, I thought it was a superhero. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking. Just... I'm thinking terrorizing. I'm thinking of Triple H. Oh uh, no! And, and you're also probably thinking of uh, Nova from ECW, who used to wear all those superhero outfits. I think that's exactly who I'm thinking of. Thank you. All right, that about does it here for us uh, for our yearly re- retro WrestleMania. <laughs> we'll be back in a couple of weeks with I don't know something, so, something better, something that we can watch on the fucking Peacock Network. This is gonna, this is gonna <laughs> yeah. suck, man. Took away our archives. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Have a wonderful day. And say bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Damn, it sucks.